You're listening to the Vanilla Weeds podcast, co-hosted by three women from three continents. Mia Catherine Boyle from Seattle, United States, Dayu Dwirani from Jakarta, Indonesia, and Natalia Blagova from Zurich, Switzerland, originally from Sofia, Bulgaria. We met in the global community of changemakers and co-creators, women heart to heart. Our experiences there showed us that no matter how different we think we are, when we connect heart to heart, we experience our shared humanity and that special sense of oneness and common values. We've surprised ourselves with what we are capable of when we feel supported to be true to ourselves. We felt the unlimited possibilities that open up when we team up with like-minded yet diverse people and tap into our collective intelligence. Vanilla Weeds podcast will support fellow changemakers, men and women, of diverse expertise and origins. Together, we will deepen our awareness of the world we live in, developing the courage to speak truth to bullshit and to act driven by our highest aspirations. We will have conversations with each other and with special guests about everything that really matters to each one of us today and everything that supports us in mastering the art of living together. Listen to the Vanilla Weeds podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Get in touch with us if you have topics that interest you or ideas about guests we should invite. Share with your network if something touches you. We're here for the first uh, episode of the second season of Vanilla Wits. We've uh, had a little uh, break for the summer and it feels really 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 good to be back here with me and Dayo and I look forward to a great new season we have some very interesting topics uh, planned what we wanted to talk today about is um, in our preliminary discussions we've we've, um, seen that all of us um, are experiencing different turmoil, difficulties, adversities in our own countries, and uh, we, we see how they're connected in the whole world. So wherever our listeners are, uh, I'm sure they're impacted one way or another by what's happening. And what's happening is tough. I mean, it's like I can say in my life, uh, I haven't seen so many... Uh, difficult decisions, difficult moments, and and also difficulty in understanding what's really happening. Uh, it's never been so difficult. Usually, it's been more straightforward. Okay, these are the good guys. These are the bad guys. This is what I need to do. And in today's world, it's becoming more and more difficult, despite that we're supposed to have more information, right? So. So we have more information, we can access anything, but it's getting more and more difficult to understand. And the question we, which is natural, and I think it's on the heart of every one of us, and I'm sure on our listeners, is what do I do? What is mine to do? So what is my responsibility in, in this? I mean, a lot of us, we discuss things with friends. Maybe we discuss them on social media. Maybe we're afraid to discuss some things on social media. But more or less, our life in the countries which we represent here, our life is continuing. We have to go to work or do whatever uh, thing we're doing. We watch TV. We watch social media. But more or less, our life is continuing. 
uh, at the same time, from a systemic view, we are part of what's happening. So, so, so there's nothing that's happening to us. It, it's happening with us. So we are part of the world. Uh, and that brings some questions. So, so this is how I want to, to, to start this conversation. Yeah, big topic. Um, I want to clarify something, first of all, not to be petty, not that I care that anyone knows this or not, but I do not watch television. I don't watch the mainstream news. I just don't. Mm -hmm. And that may be an interesting thing to talk about in the sense that, um, well, you know, how how the perceptions I, i'll tell you i haven't watched these things for a very long time as a as an artist a musician and you know just always seem to have better things to do but also felt like didn't have a very good feeling when i tried to watch these things there was never uh you know just didn't feel right didn't click for me um so I ended up not doing that. And it's, I think it's really given me a, a slightly different perspective on the issues of the day from the people that I, I live with people in my community. Um, and it's, it's, it's gotten more and more extreme over the last say, I'd say five years. Um, I would say in my perception since the year I'd say since long term since uh since forever but there are these different markers uh 2015 was a big marker for me I observed people changing 2018 I've I then again observed people changing in ways that were interesting to me because I thought, where where's all this coming from? What are they talking about? And then I had to sort of catch up with the media to know what what things were happening in, in the culture here. Um, I don't know, I don't know if it's even important to talk about those things specifically, but I will say that it's been striking to watch it happen and as i've been doing that i've realized how powerful the media really is in forming people's opinions um of course we all know that in our minds intellectually but to really see it happen has been stunning and um and i think that um that gives me pause and i think that it's it's a good thing to really contemplate and maybe talk about not so much from a political angle but from the angle of personal responsibility what is it that um we feel that we're getting from from this media and and what is it that we feel that we're missing from it um i can only speak to it from a certain angle not having i mean i see some things but but I, I really do have that one position where I'm going, wow, I can see these things moving on mass, like in, in large swaths of people that I know are their beliefs and their ideas about what is going on in the world. 
seem to be changing in tandem with one another in ways that I'm not changing in the same way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And um, I actually am grateful that you caught that because I I believe that could be point one in what's mine to do. <laughs> and I, I think what's ours to do is to ensure that we diversify our sources of information. Mm-hmm. We cannot in the world today rely only on, uh, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not here to say that people should not watch TV. If they want, they should watch, but nobody, this is a responsibility now, nobody will want to be responsible for his contribution to the world can use only um, TV and central, how do you call it, traditional media as a source of information. So this is a responsibility we have. And I would add to that. I also, I used to be, I'm brought up in a family where TV was the anchor of the evening. I mean, it's like my, my father until the last days of his life, he couldn't miss the central news. I mean, he's just, he's from that generation. That's how he was brought. And I was like him. For me, this was uh, an anchor of the evening somehow. Okay, so you have dinner and okay, you watch the central news. And lately, so, so it took me, I had a lot of my friends that stopped watching TV a while back. A lot of them. But I kept doing it just out of habit. But lately I stopped because it's, uh, so there was a period where I was watching TV, but I was also uh, opening up to alternative sources and reading on the side. So I wouldn't fully accept everything they're telling me. But then the last year, especially the last month, for me, it has been about survival. I cannot listen to, to the central news. Like when I listen to it, it actually threatens my ability to move, like like to do anything. It just deactivates me. I get so depressed, so worried, so depressed and so angry at the same time that it uh, demobilizes me. And I have told myself, it, it's it, really I look at it as a survival. I just cannot continue with my life uh, in a constructive way if I continue to watch them. The only times I've watched them lately is just to check what's happening and then I just move on. Yeah. Uh, and I want to add something here, a perspective. Uh, which is something from my personal history. It's possible that I even have mentioned it in previous uh, conversations, but uh, I'm going to do it again because I feel it brings perspective to the issue. So 20, uh, no, 33 years ago, I went for a first time. So until that time, I was well-traveled within Eastern Europe, but I've never been in a Western country. So my first going out, so this was the first year of transformation in my own country. So I come from, uh, my home country is Bulgaria. So we were going from a planned economy and communism into market economy capitalism. And this was the first year when information was coming out that was before that kept from us. 
So even by watching TV, you could hear so much alternative news. We were just blown away how much we were manipulated in terms of with information and with media. So that was a moment of waking up and seeing how much, and I was, I mean, an intelligent person reading a lot of books, um, good education. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't some uh, bump not reading anything and not knowing anything. And I just realized how much I didn't see. It was like, oh my God, like, like, it was as if my whole my life's focus was on 0.01% of the information and there was this whole world there out there which I wasn't aware of. And then that first year, exactly in that state, I went for the first time in a Western country and it was America. I landed in California and San Francisco. So big shock right you would think oh i'm coming from this i don't know the end of the world into the uh, empire state so to say like into the top country right you know one of the things i told my friends when i came back and you're gonna laugh i said uh we thought we've had propaganda you should see what these people have had. In other words, I was shocked by the one-sidedness and manipulation and the other word, basically of central TV, because I was interested in uh, to watch the news there. And I was in total shock. I yeah. found it complete. First of all, two things. People's attention was being deviated. So the whole attention, and ever since then, I've noticed, uh, I've been many times in the States afterwards. And I'm using the States only as an example. I'm not saying the States is... No, it's a good, it's a good example. Yeah. So I felt every time I went to the States afterwards, and it's been probably 20 times or something, I... Uh, there was always something which is the lead story mm -hmm. and everything else was wiped out as if the world didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Nothing good, nothing bad happening. It's only, only the lead story. And the lead story was presented in such a uh, good from a marketing perspective way. Uh, in, and it was so powerful that it was... Really biased totally biased but also very powerful and completely demobilizing people in terms of being able to see or discuss anything else it was mm -hmm. like i'm not saying everybody i'm sure me if i met you then i would have a different uh sense but i'm talking the the mass yeah situation, i i mean, so to say i definitely think i'm I know that I'm the exception in, in that way. So, but I'm happy to say that it seems as though my number, you know, the numbers of people who are occupying that more, you know, shadowy space of alternative information, it seems like that's growing because people I find agree. just yeah. having enough, you know. I um, agree. It's never been more. So that's the good news. 
it's never been more. And and the thing of it is, what's fascinating to me now is that when I do tune in to the mainstream, and the only time I do that is when I'm driving in my car to my job. Because there's no there's no alternative, there's no real alternative on the radio. No, it's all mainstream. So I just turn it on and I'm listening. And when what I hear is, you know, that that story you're talking about, the huge distraction, whatever it is, it's the most distracting and usually the most meaningless story if it's just uh it's got a lot of um dramatic value to it then it's going to be at the top of the list and then they'll they'll report on uh, just a few sentences on some other things going on that are hugely important and deserve equal attention but they just get a little mentioned some don't get mentioned at all but then they launch into you know the the time when they they mention, you know, uh, a lot about entertainment. Oh, the, you know, there's this movie that's a big hit now at the box office and they'll go off on the movie or on the latest pop singer. It's part of the news, but it's really just a commercial for this entertainment and people don't really even seem to know the difference anymore. So it seems like a cartoon to me. Like I, I'm just like, this is really like, you know, and crazy things are going on. We all know what's happening and they're not even reporting on it. They're talking about the blockbuster movie. It's just crazy town. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, this has got to be so deeply upsetting for people on a level that's so unconscious because they're just trying to get to work and they're just trying to, you know, make ends meet and it's never been harder. And so there's this sort of a uh, pressure cooker that's, that's going, that's happening. And um, what's interesting about it is I'm now watching it from this, the vantage point of uh, a mythology, because I feel like collectively we're all creating this together. And what it, what this is, what I mean by this, is that what we're creating is um, a kind of like a, a polarized scenario worldwide, or at least I can say responsibly in my completely polarized. There's no in between. It's either this or it's that. And the two camps are not speaking to one another because they both think that the other is totally insane. And it's gotten it's just gotten to the point now where it's so impossible like there's no you know it's almost crippling to the 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 culture and um i feel though as though there's some sort of cosmic and karmic maybe lesson to be had here because it's not it's happening right in front of our eyes it's not there's it's not even sleight of hand anymore it's just happening right in front of us and we must respond. We must find a way to respond to this. And the only way that I've found to respond to it is to bring my, my individual self to the fore and say, you know, first of all, I don't even agree with either side. I just, I'm done. I'm not in there. So that helps with the not watching it in general. But I really honestly feel more connected 
more sane and more a part of what's going on in in, in terms of um bringing myself to the situation when i'm being creative and pursuing my passions and and doing that in good faith and 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 it completely ignoring the distractions that are being leveled at me and and uh created for me to consume i'm just not doing that and i i don't feel irresponsible i don't feel like i don't know what's going on in the world somehow i know everything that's going on in the world to the point where i don't even want to know more but um it's a really interesting thing uh we're somehow over here in this country we're made to feel like art is sort of you know art and creativity i know i've given a voice to this before in our podcast but i'm just going to say it again art and creativity and uh and the the um um liberal arts are are really unpopular here and they're really um they're condemned actually they're being slowly taken out of the schools they're not even teaching music in schools anymore really they do they have some programs but they're really getting lessened. I just heard on the radio, they're starting to do this in, in England now as well. So, um, and I have theories about that. I won't go into now, but everything that enriched my soul when I was, you know, moving forward and, and thinking about things. Um, and I, this isn't to slag anybody who's into the sciences. I love that too, but, but it shouldn't only be that. And I think we can all agree on that. And, um, I think there's a concerted move against the arts and against creativity, free thinking, all those kinds of things. They're not they're not at all popular right now in the 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 movement that's happening toward polarization. And rather than look to blame so and so or whoever's in office or you know the neighbor down the street or whatever, I really feel like it's so much more interesting for me to look at it as an expression of of uh humanity and and what is it that we're trying to say collectively and and trying to get to trying to evolve to because it feels like some people would call it devolution but what i really see it as is sort of like it's like we're pushing ourselves to really come to uh to come to uh an understanding to a realization like I've never seen before. Like there's just a, a, if I'm to look at this holistically, it looks as though there's such an, an effort to gain some sort of realization through the, the pressure that's being created by the, the polar, the polarization and the, 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 um, the intensity uh, the violence, the the black, the white, the the left, the right. It's 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 really fascinating, and I, I don't mean that in a way that's funny or um, trivial. I mean that in a way that's that's actually the opposite. It's it's completely stupefying. I've never seen anything like it, and I I have to stop feeling like I understand it and and just try to take it in without judgment 
I, I really feel like I must not have judgment because I feel like the whole, whatever's happening, it, it, it's fueled by judgment. It wants judgment. It wants us to, to have a judgment and hold on to it and, and, you know, run into that brick wall. And I, I don't feel like that's the thing I want to do. So for me, the personal way that I participate in what's going on is that I step back and I, 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 um, I really, I really work not to have judgments about what's happening in terms of, a uh, a personal, um, persuasions, be it left or right. I really don't agree with what's happening. I, I know that what I want to see is peace. And I don't really know what peace looks like. I've never seen it. I've never had it in my, uh, in my life in terms of the, at, at least in an exterior way. I've only really felt it internally and as an artist or as a, as someone with passions and pursuing and expressing love, you know, and that's, that's valid. And that's one way, but I feel like humanity wants to understand peace collectively and we're having a really intense time of it we're we're it's almost like we're going to the edge of the cliff in order to see what's on the other side but we have to be very careful here very careful right i don't even know if anything i just said made sense but <laughs> no it, it it really it really makes sense mia and to be honest, uh, from this since the the first time that you mentioned uh, you never watched television, I I don't have television. It's already been like since ten uh, years ago, so I did not have television. I did not TV in my home, so it really makes sense. I don't know. It it makes sense to me at <laughs> uh personally. So I was just maybe I'm the one who I was just going to make sure that people who listen who listening to our conversation is really get the the point of our conversation so maybe i was just going to ask to natalia and mia by by talking about our role in this world our personal responsibility uh i know that something about if we want to bring some role if we want to have the role we have to bring we have to bring our true self we have to just push that wall and not judging. Uh, it keeps it keeps get me to the question. It, maybe I already asked this about this in our prior conversation, but it's not that easy to put yourself in that neutral place that yeah you don't have to pick side the left and right and the uh which part of and somehow how how to have the courage to you just owing up to yourself not bring just just bring yourself your true self and not uh put yeah came to the to an understanding that you try to take everything in without judging uh, that's just, yeah that's a yeah, really good question yeah, tell, tell us how to how to start doing that so we really we really practice our personal responsibility to this one world that we are living in so because it's it's personally it's really hard to 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 do because let's say i'm i'm here in indonesia and my country is 
it's a lot of happening. So I'm a position of, uh, I'm a citizen of Indonesia, but I'm a worker too. So I'm a student too. So it's hard not to pick side. <laughs> so yeah. how to start to bring ourselves to our true role in this, in this world. Well, I want to, yeah, go ahead, me and then I have also I'll comment. I think it's your turn. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, okay. follow you. <laughs> I, I uh, will answer Dayu's question, but I wanted to, out of what Mia said, to, to, to kind of uh, bring a few points and then I'll move uh, very shortly and I'll move to Dayu's question. So I, I was saying that. Uh, one of our first responsibilities is to diversify sources of information. And you both said how you are actually uh, doing that. But uh, and Mia, you were talking about the polarized world. So, so I think one of our responsibilities is to really try to understand um, instead of taking the either or side, it's really trying to understand where are both sides coming from. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a really healthy thing is to, to really, uh, okay, so maybe you are inclined towards one direction, but sometimes just have a look at the opposite opinion. So where are they coming from? What are their arguments? And there's something very balancing in this because my experience, I'm not going to go into detail in that, but my biggest experience with polarization was this change of uh, from communism to capitalism that I experienced, where I divided with my family, and my family wa was saying one thing, and I was saying another thing, and we ended up not speaking to each other at some point, or at least speaking about everything else, but uh, not what it really matters. <laughs> So, so I think that's the wrong thing. And from 30 years later today, my father is already um, not with us, but if I could have a conversation today with him, well, what I would tell him is, listen, I was idealizing one position and I didn't see this, this, and this that you were seeing. And he would probably tell me, I was idealizing one position, but I didn't see this, this, and this that you were seeing. In other words, the truth was somewhere in, in the middle, not in the physical middle, but somewhere in between the two positions. And I think it's very healthy to try to practice that. That was one thing I wanted to emphasize. The second thing which me or you were talking about, and I want to bring for me, as we were speaking, I started making this point. So what are the points we need to do? And my second point is I wrote very little inspiration. And what that means is for me is something you were talking about, doing the soul enriching things. We have a responsibility to bring into life what enriches our soul. And it could be slightly different for everybody. Art is always so enriching, but maybe more for some people than for others, yeah? So whatever is doing that for us, we need to bring it in our life because that's the only way to stay sane. So, so for me, this is the second uh, thing. And I wanted also to make a 
point I was shocked when you said that art is taken out of school and music is taken out of school. This is really shocking for me. And I'm not surprised at the same time because art is the way to... Art teaches skills that uh, um, they don't want us to have. I mean, simply put. And we owe it to ourselves. Parents need owe it to their children also. We need to keep art in our lives. I'm, I'm convinced in that, into that. It's uh, So we need, don't need to make the conversation about, about art, but this is my... For me, it's the second anchor. Should have a conversation about that sometime because it's we should we the should. nuance of it is rarely spoken of and we could get at that and it would be a very interesting conversation. Let's do that. Let's do that. So, so for me, the second point is so enriching. We need food for the soul. Uh, yeah, and, for sure. And then, I mean, I'll I'll get to Dio's question. So, so for me, um. It's not one thing we need to do. And it's not like we need to do one thing one time. It's a constant balancing out act. Uh, and actually these points that I started writing are part of it. Uh, it's part of um, how we show up in the world and what's our responsibility. Um, but you're more specifically asking how do we stay authentic? How do we um, remain authentic, right? How do we show up in the world authentic? Um, so first of all, this uh, I almost wrote that as a first po third point, but I, I was still thinking about it when Mia said inner peace. But but there's something there. There's something about uh, engaging with the world, being consciously part of things, but from this place of inner peace. So 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 not going as to, as a fighter. Like most people approach things from the point of view, I believe in this and I'm going to fight for that because there are other people that don't want that. Like I'm, I'm simplifying. So, so I think that's the wrong approach. So, so it's about um, showing up, I mean, despite everything that's happening, showing up in, some, in, in a loving way to, to everyone. And that's really tough. And with real curiosity. And actually for me, the rule is, so it's this openness to others, inner peace, and together with, I, I lost my... Um, well, I think you've done a good job by simplifying <laughs> things, and mm -hmm. that's important. Um, and... and uh, all those things you mentioned are keys. What I think you're having a hard time maybe getting at is, is there's a strange uh, uh, intersection that happens between the public and the private for an individual, okay? 
and we right now are in such turmoil with our uh our public selves our ability to create community and be in community right we're failing that right now all of us <laughs> and um there's and a actually, i'm putting that as a fourth point because community we're gonna we should get back to it uh, yeah yeah, continue well, it's, it's, with your thought, but it's... Uh, it's it's central, really. Yeah. Because when we talk about left and right and all these political ideas and this dissension and distraction, all of that happens within the context of community, okay? And when we talk about inner peace, that does not necessarily happen in the context of community. And that's very interesting. Because what I'm saying is, in order to get to the community part, you have to first have that inner peace. And, and that is the dichotomy um, that, that is entailed when we look at personal responsibility. Because to, in order to be, for me to be responsible to you, my friends, about what is happening in the world, I have to understand what my own perspective is on who I am within that context, that greater context. And if I, if I am to understand who I am within it, I first must actually take myself out of it. It being community, it being the, the, the bigger human family. I must first take myself out of that in order to understand who I am as an individual and what makes me different and what makes me, what is authentic to me, right? This has to happen. It's not a selfish thing. It's not something, it's not antisocial. It's actually a very deep spiritual thing to do is you've got to meet yourself and, and understand who it is you, you are and who it is you want to represent when, you know, you're representing yourself when you uh, go into the community in general how are you going to present yourself? How, you know, this, this is being very complicated by the, the media as particularly social media, which has a, a, um, I believe has a, a kind of a, a false, a false sort of, uh, representation about, about, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna help you represent yourself to, to your community, right? That's basically the conceit of social media is, oh, here's a place where you can kind of like sit at home and be with your friends at the same time and tell them what you really think and think about it and show, you know, represent your little place in the world and, and share things, ideas and notions and share who you are, right? But that does not happen in social media, to be honest. Like if we're really gonna look at that, in fact, it's the opposite now because there's, um, I believe there's hidden hands playing, playing, uh, you know, and, and interceding there and make, I, I know there is because it's happened to me. So it's, it's, um, it's manipulated, it's manipulated. And, and the fact that it's manipulated in a way that is unseen and that is disguised is, uh, is, it's an incredibly difficult thing for people to um, discern. And, and a lot of times it's disguised in a way to make uh, the other people in your community look a certain way when they don't even know that's happening to them. 
and and this is incredibly um destructive to the community um to, to me there's one more angle ah, go ahead sorry i interrupted you <laughs> that's okay that that's just an example though of one of the things that that we're dealing with i don't mean to go in and make this you know like a tirade against social media i could but i don't want to because i have something else to say which is that understanding and discerning what is going on there in social media discerning what is actually happening to you and and not able to happen for you within that context of your social media page and your friends and your community is very important to understand and and when you can do that that is what an example of what i'm talking about the work of the individual to uh to define who they are against a sea of madness that's being perpetrated upon them and away from them and to them and you know what's going on in this uh flood of information that we're suddenly being being drowned in through media in general uh, in the internet um there's all kinds of dystopian and you know cr crazy things that are you know manipulating us in that way and it's a it's a continual opportunity to ask yourself do i agree with this is this really who i am or is this being is this trying to uh be done for me or is this trying to lead me away from who i am that is a sacred decision that only you can ma make and and in a way it's a huge opportunity when you're adrift in a sea of disinformation right is to really stop and say okay is this is this accurate for me is this what i mean to portray is this who i am are people understanding me or are they getting some inference around me that you know that is being implied or are they making uh, judgments which many people make unconsciously we all do that so that's that's not anyone's fault all the time right but but it happens and it and and so it needs to be understood in that way that it's happening all the time. And so who are you against these judgments? Well, I don't think the judgments matter. So then you have to, you know, when you're when you're considering who you are, the judgments don't matter. So you have to get used to dis dislodging from the pain of being judged. And you you know, you can either disconnect from it or you can forgive that or you know any way that you can just sort of uh step aside from from the the pointer of that and 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 really say okay that's noise that's noise i'm the song i'm here i'm i'm the coherence i'm trying to understand what the message of the coherent message that i'm creating is and it's 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 we have to be able to um discern levels of disinformation around us this is this is really what is happening to humanity right now is is absolutely next level and and i believe that it's something that's happening to us with our participation and possibly if we decide it's happening for us because it's going to cleanse our our uh our inner lens where where it's going to enable us to really see through things and really uh, feel 
ourselves in contrast to everything that is trying to counterfeit us and our world. And, and this is, you know, kind of talking a lot. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> difficult for me. Uh, no, it's actually very helpful. And I, 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 uh, yes, yes, yes. I gave everything you said actually helped me because I was a little stuck on that first point and actually it really helped me to, uh, to formulate it for me. And the, the way I would formulate it, so, so this showing up authentically, this inner peace for me, we're sometimes making it more difficult than it is. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not oh. saying it's, it's that <laughs> easy, but actually, if we want to make it easier, uh, to, to really boil it down to something very simple, it, in order to show up authentically, the first thing we need to do is slow down. Mm -hmm and connect to a heart. And I know it sounds a little bit... Yeah, uh, no, that's absolutely you know, what we need but to do. this is it. Yeah. That's it. We are not connected to a heart when we are in a hurry, when we We're are... Distracted. Distracted we... from one thing to the other. Okay, he said that. I, the, 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 this, this, this. And we don't know who we are. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have time. We're, you know, we're always rushing. We're doing one thing to get another. So and... The simple thing is just create space. Right. And it could be just sometimes a minute. It's not about hours. It's not, it's, it's like stop just for a second. Take a few deep breaths and really connect to what I feel right now. And sometimes when it's some complicated or complex subject, you, you might not immediately be sure what you think or or uh, what you really believe in but it gives you an option to say you're still gonna connect to some wisdom and say okay i should explore more this for example so, so in other words sometimes you are not gonna end up knowing what to do but you're gonna end up knowing what your best next step is if you just give yourself some space and connect to your heart i really oh. believe in that Absolutely. And what, yeah. what is it what we're actually doing when we say, let, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop now. What you're doing is, first of all, you're, you're arresting judgment. Okay. Yeah. Which is key. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, once you do that, you key into your body, which has no judgment and your body it is wisdom. It's wisdom. It's, it's in the here and the now which is the only true reality, right? And yeah, I yeah. know that sounds cliche, and I know it is a cliche, but it's also very true. And yeah, the more, that's very true. Yeah, it, the more you meditate on that, the more value you derive from it, that this is the moment of true reality. And, and I think that's why when I push away the distraction and the 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 hyper information that's going on in the outside world. And I focus in on my world, on my interior world, my passions, my art or what have you, whatever it is, whether you love, you know, whatever it is you love to do. That is the moment where you're making a choice that is actually intentional rather than just running on a program of automatic. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And that's it, so it, important. 
that's the essence right there of taking that's back the essence exactly because there is programming that comes from our schooling our family our uh, background surroundings media and media is always, literally programming they call they, it that's programming. all they're doing that's, that's all they're doing <laughs> but also people in power let's call it or or, or anybody who wants to achieve anything they're, they're trying to program you and believing what they're saying okay well let, let me just, marketing also let, yeah, let me interject here because of course, you know, this is where this is where I I I have decided for myself that not going there, which is to me one, you know, it's kind of the obvious place that you go when you're trying to look for the source of the issue, right? And and we've all done that, and especially me ad nauseum, believe me. There's become a point where I'm saying, wait a minute. What if it's not about who's to blame? What if, what if it's not even about the origin of the right or the wrong? What if it's about the choices that we make? And, and uh, when we decide to find something outside of ourselves, to justify the feelings and and to explain what we think is happening i think we start to go astray from the the real issue right and it's kind of an interesting thing because no doubt there are bad actors no doubt there are manipulators no doubt there are people taking advantage of other people in the in situations this is rampant in the world right now but there's even something there's like a a a meta issue beyond that that is what is it that we're all doing that has created this phenomenon what you know those people in power they didn't get there by themselves we did it or we allowed it or you know and i say we collectively each and every one of us had some kind of thing you know that i i wasn't out in the streets marching against these and, you know, so what if I was and maybe I did do a little bit of like anti campaigning for people, you know, fat lot of good it did me. Right. And and it's almost as if like it it's it's not even really the issue because I've confronted so many people in my life that I love about what I think is important about lies that I perceived and felt like you've got to understand this, you know, you got to know the truth, you know, and, and, and just did not, did not in any way communicate to them. They just, the more, the harder I tried, the crazier they thought I was. And I, I used to feel like, wow, I'm going to go into victimhood about this, but really it's, it's a lot more interesting than that. It's, it's, it's actually, I think, the notion that there's something else at play here other than just bad actors and uh and unsuspecting victims it's something that's happening that's create that's on a bigger level that's sort of this you know i i do think that it has a sort of organic life to it that it's an expression that wants to be made and that we haven't really seen the full 
the full statement that's that's trying to make itself right now in the collective. Um, there's an example here uh, when we say, you know, uh, I see these bumper stickers all the time. You know what a bumper sticker is? Do you have these things? Okay. <laughs> we have a bumper sticker that just says resist. And that is supposed to say, don't do what they want you to do. Don't, you know, be a sucker. But, you know, when you really understand what that truly means, it, it actually is the ultimate message of becoming a sucker. Because when you work to resist things, you make them it's, bigger. All, it's guaranteed that you're not going to be finding out who you are because you're fighting against something outside of yourself. And you're never going to get anywhere when you do that, right? And that's that's just a little hint of how, you know, we can get to peace. It's the inner thing where you're not, the judgments are gone. You're like you were saying, Natalia. You you just say stop. You you make silence. You not that you can make that, or you discover that silence that's in you. And answers come in that silence, things that you may surprise you about yourself. That's an incredible thing. And that's more incredible than anything happening in the outside world. I, uh, I couldn't, I, <laughs> there you go ahead, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I was, just, uh, I was just thinking what a comprehensive answer to what I'm asking earlier, because all of, uh, what of what of you two were saying is really maybe we just slept on it because the 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 as simple as just slowing down with your life and just connect to our heart you 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 just uh judgment is a noise judgment is doesn't matter i think maybe honestly for me it's it's the one thing that simple thing simple thing that we just forget about because yeah as you as we mentioned earlier we just we just uh being used to showing up to the world uh living in this world just in rushing one on one to one thing to another things done so we don't have that time to stop and slowing down and listen to the to the inner peace of ourselves and really think that judgment doesn't matter it's just a noise you just you just have to forgive so I kind of really got my really comprehensive answer from our conversation earlier. So really inspiring to to me actually, because maybe a lot of people was just slapped on it in living unconsciously with everything. And if we don't talk about it, maybe none of us will realize that we are doing it wrong uh, all this time or we're just doing without any purpose in this world so uh, i think it's a revelation i think even to the programming there's actually great purpose and and i think that's what is making everything so intense because net like never before people who are utterly wrong about what they think they're talking about have huge purpose it's like that poem the yates poem you know uh um the the uh the ones with conviction the something about passionate intensity <laughs> what i'm trying to say here can't remember my poetry but um really what's happening is i think there's so much fear 
okay? That it's, we've actually sub, we've sublimated it into our unconscious and we're running out, running on a program because of that fear. Because it's easier to run on a program than to do what you said, Natalia, just stop and just say, wait, I want to listen and hear what I have to say. That's the most terrifying thing right now. When you're running on a program, you're terrified and, and you just want to keep going because you're trying to keep in step with everybody else. You're trying to keep your belonging, look like you belong, feel like you belong because you want to belong, but, but the, it's never been harder to belong. Um, because you can't belong until you know yourself. And, and yet we're basically what's happening now is we're being challenged. We're being asked uh, not to know ourselves and to step in line with whatever side we choose. doesn't really matter what side it is because they're, they're both being controlled by the same hand puppets up, upstairs. They're, they're both the same origin. So, so what's, what's happening now, I believe is that, the fear of uh, everything has been sublimated into uh, into our unconscious and, and it's turning into this really deep desire to hyper-identify with, with what we think we're supposed to do with one of the, one of the programs that is in front of us. This is what I see happening. And I, I resist it myself but I see, I see this happening because I have conversations with people that I know who are intelligent. And um, I say to them, they, they bring things up. I never bring things up anymore because I, I've realized that I, I can't. It's not, it doesn't work. But if they bring something up to me, they want me to respond. I gently say that I don't agree and and they keep talking they actually don't respond to me not agreeing i i can tell you about this because this happened over and over again which is interesting when you say i i respectfully disagree with you because of this this and the other thing generally the response is i don't know the things you're talking about and then they go back to their talking points which are you know they just generally kind of ignorant yeah, they're not they're not informed. What they are is things that they picked up really quickly without really analyzing them or looking into them or thinking about them. They just said, oh, so and so believes that. So I'm going to pick that up. That's going to be my fact now. I don't even really know what it means, but it's a fact because so and so said it's a fact. And when they come along and they go, Mia, what about this fact? You know, what's your fact? And I tell them, <laughs> they say, but I've never heard of that. That doesn't make any sense. And, it, you know, because their program is being challenged. They don't want, what's interesting is that they don't want to stop, like you said, and say, wait a minute, what are you saying? That's really interesting. I've never heard that before. Tell me more. You, no, you know where the problem becomes? Mm -hmm. I think I've been also in similar situations and I think the problem, so, so there's always programming, we, we agreed on that, but some programs as have, have been so deep or so important for specific people that they're part of their identity. Absolutely. So, so if they say, if they agree with you that 
this one programming is wrong, they don't know who they are anymore. And that's very much connected to this point. Uh, my my first point is that um, they're identified with that that program. You ha you have to stop identifying with external points. You need to, and the only way to do that is going back to that connecting to what you feel in your heart on certain subjects, rather than looking for external um, confirmations of of what you believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted also to 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 mention just a couple of uh, things that you brought, but I just want to bring more attention to them. And one of them is fear. Uh, fear is what's being so. Fear is one of the programming, which happens also through through the traditional media. Uh, and in my experience, it's very often used to deviate our attention. And I'm not judging here. I'm just saying this oh, no, that's focus. A that's a fact. Yeah. So, so uh, one of the things we also owe to ourselves, maybe it's another point, maybe it's part of the same third point of being ourselves, is to always be aware. Are we right now in the grip of fear? And if we, I mean, we are human beings, so it's normal to be afraid. But if we are, we shouldn't trust ourselves. We cannot make any normal decision out of fear, ever. It, it, uh, authentic. When I say normal, is authentic decision. I think the complication that's happening now, because we're running on programs, is that we don't know we're afraid. We don't know we are afraid. Ah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, in many cases, we don't know. Yeah, because but, the... the... Here, here become... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But again, this is part of this self-reflection that needs to happen. Like, yes. why do I believe in this? So, so why am I reacting like this? So, and if you ask enough times why, you can get to the fear. So it's, a, it's, it's one of his personal responsibilities to become more aware when we're acting out of here. I know it's not easy. I ask when you ask yourself, right? That's yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, why absolutely. Am I doing this? absolutely. Okay, so why do right. I believe in this? So why, <laughs> like five whys, like going to the deeper, deeper reason. Right, and and you know, it's not normal, at, the, at least in the modern world, to stop and take the time to go, why do I feel uncomfortable right now? Yes. Exactly. And just let it, exactly. let it, let yourself feel it and exactly. really say, what is this? What is it about? What, you know, and just, get, you know, because we're so, uh, we're actually afraid of pain. We're afraid of fear. We're afraid also of, of doing what we just discussed, like stopping and being with ourselves. This is also. We're, we're afraid of that because, because we're afraid that we're going to be in pain. Yes. Or... And, and and it's okay to be in pain. Why why are we so pathologically afraid of pain? It's okay to be in pain and it's okay to be angry. That's like, another point. Yeah, uh, it relates to this toxic positivity that was brought into the world. That I read in I think it was in Gabor Mate's. Uh, yes, book. he talks a lot about these things. I've noticed. He he, he said. Uh, he quoted somebody from an Woody Allen movie 
I'm not, uh, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember it exactly, but it was something like, um, I'm never angry. I just grow a tumor, tumor. <laughs> yeah. so, so in other words, uh, when we don't allow ourselves to be angry for things that we should be angry about, we get sick. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. So, so, we, so anger is okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean we need to go and scream and kill people, but uh, being aware that we're angry about something, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, should be, okay. it should be okay. It should be okay. And and that's a big point. We've spoken before, I believe, about toxic positivity. But that it doesn't also... any good. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a corollary, too, about just how we socialize with one another, because I don't know about what's happening over in y'all's corner of the world, but for me, in in the U.S., it's very unpopular to disagree with someone. Mm -hmm. I it's think everywhere. Really, it's not okay, you know? I, and I have to bend over backwards just to have a conversation that gets a little deeper, because and by that, what I mean is I have to say... I understand your point. I think I understand your point and I respectfully disagree. And here's why. And that, you know, I've got to be so careful. I can't just sort of be like, no, I don't agree with that. You know, because it's, it's so uh, touchy for people. We've forgotten how to have these kinds of uh, conversations. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest problems that we self, uh, so this is actually related to, to these values that I was recently thinking about because we did a constellations on uh, societal constellation on World Values Day. So I was thinking around values. And what I realized is uh, there are these, we call them manufactured values, and they sound like very good words. Democracy, quality, diversity, uh, agreeing with other, I mean, like, other people resilience is also there so it's all good words i mean they have a they innate meaning is good yeah but they're used like flags they deviate yeah. our attention and we actually don't see what's under them so under them there are different values that drive society yes so, for example, in the name of democracy, we unilaterally start wars, for example. Right. I'm just giving one example, but yeah, there's yeah. many. So, so what we owe it to ourselves, it's part of this whole process, these points we're making. You owe it to yourself to think, okay, so we're talking about democracy or we're talking about equality, but what are we actually doing? Does this look like it's in the name of this flag? Or is there another value underlying that? So we call them the, uh, so there are three things. So manufactured values, what's really happening, and what are the innate human values that are the truth, the, the kind of the, uh, what really connects us as humanity. So there are three layers. And, uh, yeah. We, we like the world is moved by specific values, and we owe it to ourselves to, to to so money is one of them, for example. So if we follow money, we very often get to what's really happening, right? So so I'm not saying. Yeah, actually, money is a value. Yeah, I I think money is a value in our society. So we need this 
conversation to, to remove the announced value, the manufactured value, and really be truthful. So what is the value we see in this X? And together with that, I want to bring one more point. Um, I was listening. For, for me, personally, it's connected to the same story because this is the second big societal transformation I'm part of. The first one is the one I spoke in the beginning and this one now. I thought the first one will be the biggest in my life. As I said, this one is way bigger. But the principles in which it happens are very much the same. And I was thinking recently, at that time, I believed that something was happening. Everybody was saying, okay, so it, what will, what's happening is the communist countries didn't make it, so to say, were not successful as an ideology and type of economic system. So as a result, they transformed into like the capitalist world one, this is the better system. So these countries joined. There was the, simply put, the prevailing um, thought. And people like me, we really wanted this more progressive system. Like we, we thought it's the better system and so on. So there is this rhetoric that was going for years. And it's only now 35 almost years later I'm realizing, so, so I thought when I was on the streets at that time, because we were young people were demonstrating, we wanted change, we wanted transformation. So we were fighting for something. And we believed that that was the moment when it was happening. So it was now that change was happening. So we could impact it. Today, I realized that what happened, so this, basically I'm talking about events in 1989. They started actually in the 60s and 70s, and they were really being driven in the 80s. I can speak in detail about that. So they, they really, so what happened was not driven by us as we thought, or changes in the world and so on, or the official story that economic system fell, but I consider it crap today. It was driven by other forces and it was planned ahead. Okay, so, so we were experiencing the implementation, but the planning and activation happened years before that. So are you saying that as young people, you're actually programmed to do and think the yes. way you're... Yes. And, uh -huh. and we were misled. And uh, I mean, I would still probably do what I did then because I think it was the correct thing to do. But what I didn't know is they were prepared for this years ahead. Yes. And I I'm could say uh, the same of our, our youth today. And, yeah. And it's about money. So basically, I, I don't want to go too much there, but basically, the money was taken out of the communist countries brought into banks in the Western world. Then the political change was, so this was years ago. So we're talking of millions of money, I mean, uh, of dollars at the time. Uh, so when they were ready, politically, societal, to, to do it, they did it. And then the many, money came back. And these are the, this is the first capital. So this is how, um, 
capital was formed because people didn't have capital before, right? So the capital was owned by the state. So this is how private capital was formed. So all of a sudden, in the course of five, six, ten years, we had people who were millionaires and billionaires. But it happened because they took the money out of the state economic system into private hands, brought it abroad, transformed it, planned it, and then... But they were very specific thought, private hands. They weren't just anybody. Of course, specific. Yeah, yeah. Of course, chosen people, yes. Sounds familiar. So I was I was, <laughs> I was listening last night to somebody who actually wrote a book and I'm planning to investigate it. So I'm not gonna mention it now, but maybe we'll talk we can talk about it later. But what he said is my book is not about what will happen. I have no idea what will happen, but I wrote a book about what has already happened. Mm. And he actually was explaining the processes we're experiencing now how they started in the 70s yeah and he's I... explaining the whole western world and through capital he's again talking about money that's why i brought the other story because they they sound so much the same right. he was he's talking about and he actually called he has a name so i'm not gonna go there but he has a <laughs> name for the he says we're not in capitalism anymore we're actually in a new no. type of, um, so it's not democracy, it's not capitalism, so it's a new type of economic system. We just haven't realized it, but they have planned it since the 70s. So for They're me, this point is it's about... Let's talk about that. No, it's talk. not socialism. He, by the way, is a socialist. He says it's not socialism. Let's talk okay. about that on the on our future conversation. Yes, yes. <laughs> you already have. Why am I bringing it? Why am I bringing it? Because I think the the other point, and that's a bit more intense point in in sense of it requires more from us as time, not as difficulty, but as time. I think the other thing we need to do is we need to become more informed of the world around us. Because a lot of things I'm talking about, actually, I, I lately teach business and economics, they're described in the textbooks, which right. don't know them. And this guy was bringing facts from our history. This is recent history, 50 years ago. And none of them we know. So we don't, we actually don't know our world. And that's why we're being so easily. Um, don't know our history. We don't know history, we don't understand economics, we don't understand basic things, and we also have very short memory. We actually don't know the law, we don't yes. know science, we, yes. there, we don't know pretty much anything, it's been kept from us, all of it. And No, it's not kept, you see, that's, I don't agree, so, so you, no? you, you, I think it's available. We are just not interested in it, and that's yeah. where our part is. I don't think it's kept everything he spoke about. If you really take the time to investigate, I'm not saying you can find a lot. It's true. You can well, I find guess I'm, I'm speaking more about like, um, and I, I do agree with you that it, it, there is a lot available that, that we don't know that we could easily be, know and learn. Um, but there's also a lot that is purposefully hidden from us in ways that, you know, kind of ways that long standing ways like, why why is the law still written in latin 
Latin? It's not. It's, mm -hmm. You can find it in English. Read the, if you read the law books, you have to know Latin. Aha, uh -huh, okay, Verovis terms, yes, yeah. Why is that? Okay, but you can find it. Hard to know, it's a dead language. <laughs> I understand where you're going, Andrew. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree just... with that. But w w the, the thing I'm talking about is even before that. So, so I agree if you want to go too deep into the makeup of the well, world. we're just talking about levels, really, because I yes. agree with you as well. So, yeah. 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 And, so and I guess to your point, mm -hmm. it's more about personal responsibility again, yes. right? It's not about what's being kept from us. Because exactly. even the things that are being kept from us we could get those things exactly exactly it's they're we not so get those things they're back. not so unaccessible as we think exactly yeah. yeah we just don't make the efforts and you know this is reminding me right now sorry to interrupt you of our talk that we had on f women yes remember that yes exactly so we're going for the flags so, so this is the manufactured value. So we're going for gender equality, right? So beautiful, women's rights, beautiful. And we don't see under that there are other objectives. And right. we owe it to ourselves to go one level deeper. And some of the things I brought in that conversation, they're visible only if you go and, for example, one of them was I went to Wikipedia about 8th of March, the Women's Day. So, so it's there, it's a one pager. It, it's not like, okay, so we're going to now celebrate 8th of March. Okay, so we should. I should inform myself, what is this holiday? How did it originate? Right? Yeah. So, so we all, like simple right. things. Yeah. So if I'm going to support somebody, I'm going to go and educate. This is what I'm talking about. And, and we are not doing it. What we do is somebody says women's rights, gender equality 8th of march and we go yes because we <laughs> like the words mm -hmm. right yeah. <laughs> these are the announced the manufacturers i mean they, they are true words but used in a manufactured way uh and people point out you know um and this is so interesting is that gender equality is not exactly what people really want they want parity. They don't want equality. No, and equality is wrong for women, actually, and for men. We don't want yeah, to be the same, because if we're the same, exactly. then it's a genderless society. And right. there's beauty in men being men and women being women. And our feminists in America have been duped into thinking that, you know, they want equality. They're constantly... Yeah, so that's a very interesting, the play of language and how it misleads us down some really rocky roads. That's another yeah. topic. Yeah, that's Absolutely. another topic. And <laughs> I, I was just going to remind us that, uh, yeah, the, the, the conversation that we're having about the personal responsibility is just giving me or uh, maybe you can add something, uh, Natalia and yeah, that I was just wrote something to highlight maybe to our listeners so that maybe we can start doing something that starts small. So I was just going to highlight uh, talking about personal responsibility. It's just that we have to always be aware and we have to be 
more informed so we don't slap on what's already there so it, it so it will not left us being left uninformed because the information is out there it, it's just need our effort and it's our willingness to start looking up for everything that really impacts our lives so because everything is is impacting our lives so we we just have to consciously consciously aware about that yeah and there i just want to say i agree with that but i also want to add to that that it's important the 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 steps in which you do this because you don't want to just go willy-nilly into oh i'm gonna go inform myself without really knowing who you are and what you think to begin with <laughs> otherwise you're just gonna start ingesting the programming again you have to have an ability to push back against things that don't feel right. You have to have an understanding of what that is. What what is this feeling? Oh, it's it's doesn't feel right for me. Okay, and this is the the complexity I think that that um, that comes with this topic because fear, right, is in this it it um, disengages the ability to uh to have self-responsibility and the way it does that is that it makes you unsure about your position in the society it makes you unsure about your position with yourself about who well who am i really um even asking that question can be terrifying for someone who is in fear who lives in fear um and because the the truth of the matter is in order to really be a member of society, you have to first separate yourself from society in order to look at who you are. Does that make sense? It's it's a very dialectical thing, but but it's the hardest part about self-knowledge is, is that you have to just be willing to say, you know, I'm just going to be here for a minute. Like you have to be willing to possibly isolate in some way and really look at things and, and uh, really feel who you are. Yeah. And that's a very difficult thing to do when you're really running fast to keep up with your friends or trying to understand concepts out there in the real world, quote unquote, it couldn't be like more the opposite, but that's, I think that's I'm a, gonna... It's a hard thing for us. We don't. We're not encouraged to think that way at all. Yes, and I, I would agree with you. And I would add, kind of, because we were talking of simplifying, also like steps. So, for example, for anybody who says, "Oh, I don't have time for all this," and I, so, so basically runs with the programming, I would say we can find time by uh, staying away from social media a little bit. Yeah. Taking a media uh, diet is very good. Yeah, so, so you yeah. don't need to do full fasting. You can do intermittent intermittent fasting. In other yeah. words, get away for a little bit if you don't want completely or or at all. So you can say three weeks, for example, of dieting. Yeah, two <laughs> to three weeks is generally enough and during to really this get, time uh, have some revelations yes and during this time more time with yourself it's okay so this connecting to heart swallowing down that we were talking about silencing the second thing which we touched upon is community we, we need to 
allow, so maybe it's not that same period, maybe it's another thing, but we need to be connected. Uh, and I, people usually say like-minded people, I actually say not like-minded people. You don't want to be connected Everybody, to like-minded. You know? you, everybody, but you just described also how difficult it is sometimes to be with with people who are not on a different opinion. So that needs to be done, but I'm saying as a first step, connect to like-hearted people. So, yeah. so, so the, what we are doing in, in our community is we can talk about anything. We don't know each yes. other. We've never met. Mm -hmm. We're very different. We do different things with different ages, different cultures, different religions. And yet we can talk about just about anything. So, so for me, it's like we need to find connection with people that are like-hearted and we can talk about anything. Then when we're strong enough, we, we should venture into the bigger world and talk with people with even an opposite opinion to us and widen our scope. But the first step really is more taking care of ourselves, connecting to ourselves, connecting to like-hearted people, and I would add connecting to nature because we've been oh, that's disconnected. Huge. That's huge. Yes. sorry so, that I didn't talk about that either because that's so major. That's made. Yes. 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 It's really it's it's the deepest part of our spirit, I think, is reflected in nature. Yes. Yes. And these are all simple things we can do. So we can actually I think we came up with the list. I was trying to keep a track, but I'll clean it up. I think we came with some uh, very simple rules. Mm -hmm. No, and also I want to say this. It's 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 really about the skill of discernment. If you can have a conversation with someone and you're thinking to yourself, I don't entirely agree with this person, but I'm not sure why. Then you start to go through the process of asking yourself, do I agree with this, this point, that point? You just quietly, slowly discern what it is that's making you uncomfortable. You don't have to agree or disagree. You just have to give yourself that time and, and think about what it is you really think about something. You don't even have to voice it. It's just, it's very important to be able to get into that space of, of listening to the, the discomfort. It's a, it's a listening, when discomfort comes to you, it's an opportunity. Beautiful opportunity. Yeah. So I think we had enough nuggets here for what, so what's many. ours to do and what's <laughs> our responsibility. I hope so. This is because that's, there's some really important notions and it's in a really important time. You yeah. Know? And I want to emphasize that if we don't like the times, if we don't like what's happening, if we're worried, fearful, we need to get to that list. We need to look inside, go in, not out. Okay. Yeah. Also, so we were saying both in and out, right? Uh, but but in a different way, through a different lens, uh, looking out. Uh, but I really believe this is a responsibility, and the more people do it, the better the world will become, and vice versa. Just... <laughs> we should ditch the programming is what we need to do 
ditch the programming ditch the programming yeah get rid of that and just you know come from the heart so maybe this is how we should call it ditch the programming ditch the programming <laughs> yes it's been a wonderful conversation thank you thank you thank you vanilla weeds podcast the art of living together keep listening to us on spotify google podcasts and apple Podcasts. Get in touch with us if you have topics that interest you or ideas about guests we should invite and share with your network if something touches you.